At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line, live from Media Row for Super Bowl 58. Here is Stormy Bonatoni and Michael Lombardi on VSEN, the sports betting network. This is hour two of the Lombardi Line as, as DraftKings Network Super Week rolls on. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bonatoni with you. This segment brought to you by DiGiorno. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. And boy, Media Row is getting busier and busier. I feel like we already have double the people that we had yesterday. I mean, it's unbelievable, here. right? How about Russo talking about just being in the lobby of the Hyatt there? Yeah, that was actually the Hyatt. That Hyatt Hotel was the one of the first combines we ever had in the NFL, it was in, it was in New Orleans in 84. And it, we were all at the Hyatt and we walked across and that's when we started working out players. But that Hyatt has a lot of history in it. And then, you know, Madden breaking down the game and handling it that way. Awesome. I don't believe you didn't bet it, though. I'm not going to buy that one. <laughs> that was great. Um, if you missed any of our one, by the way, remember, you can always download the Lombardi line in podcast form wherever you get your podcast. We closed out the hour with Chris, the Mad Dog Russo, joining us on set. And he talked about so the first Super Bowl he went to was 90. But he said the first media row he went to was 1993. We were just talking in the commercial break. I said, how many people were there? He told me eight radio stations. That's all. That's yeah. all that Media Row was the first time that they put this together. And look at what it has become. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, well, I mean, look, the sport just continues to grow. We haven't even touched on this. I mean, I was staggered yesterday, just completely staggered, that we will have a game in Brazil. I mean, you keep yeah. everybody keeps saying, oh, my God, there's a game in Vegas. Did you ever think this was going to happen? And then, like, could you have ever thought we're going to Brazil? I mean, think about that. The Eagles are going to open up the season on a Friday on a night Friday. Yeah. in Brazil. I, I, that just staggered me. Like, I didn't even think Brazil was into football. I know they're into soccer, but that's just the power of this league. It's just the ability of how this game continues to grow, what Goodell and the owners have done to grow the game. And people say, well, it lines their pockets. No, it lines mm. everybody's pockets. The players benefit from this, too, because as this sport grows, that's why I don't understand all the, the resentment towards Taylor Swift and the Swifties mm. and all that because they're helping us grow the game. Yeah. You know, they're it's like what Brent did 
what the NFL today in 75, what, what, what Howard Cosell did in 71, what Madden did, those things grow the game, and that's what helps all of us. Well, and it's interesting because people, you know, from back in the day talk so much about how maybe the product of the game isn't as good anymore, yet we're having audience numbers like yeah. we've never seen and ratings that are unbelievable. And so there yeah. are a lot of changes that are for the better as well. You know what cracks me up is when they say people have this mentality. Well, you know, the NFL wants the Chiefs and the 49ers. They don't want a small market. There is no small market Correct. in the NFL. There is no small market. I mean, it's the NFL. It's the NFL, and people watch, and people will bet the games because it's it's good, and we have the ability to do so, and it works. And I, th I think to me, it's just it's kind of we haven't changed our thinking about well, it's you know they don't want small. No, it's not. We're not. A, this league is global. Yeah. It really is global, and I, we're going to have teams in London at some point in the next ten years, and I think we're going to have a team in Germany. Oh, see, like that's that's crazy to think about that. That's really possible that we would have NFL oh, yeah. teams versus just playing there, but actually being based there. But obviously um, the reason that the game is being played in Brazil, trying to continue to expand international play. But the stadium in Mexico City is having to have their renovations. So the NFL can't go there temporarily for the next couple of years. But London, Germany, all these different things. And to further the international point, we talk about the way that Media Row has grown from those eight radio stations to now there are over six thousand credentialed media here from 26 different countries. So this is not just a U.S. thing anymore no. by any means. No, and, and I do, I do off, sometimes I'll do radio in Australia and Melbourne, and I've become friends with two of the hosts, Gary Lyons and Tim Watson, and they're both from the Australian Rules Football League. They both were great players in their league, and, and that station sent sent their guys up here. Now, Tim and Gary didn't come because they're still on their summer vacation and that league doesn't start until next week. So, but that's how popular the game is. When I was in Australia, you know, doing my consulting thing for the Essendon, Essendon uh, team, they, they basically watch NFL football on Monday morning. They're all at their computers. They all watch and they it's can't awesome. wait. It's just this game's going to continue to grow. And with players like Mahomes and Allen, Lamar, and, and all the stars that keep coming in the way college has kind of given us a lot more quarterbacks that can play, it's going to keep growing. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. You love to see it. Again, we are less than a week away from Super Bowl 58 kicking off from here in Las Vegas. The 49ers remain a two-point favorite, total 47 and a half. We'll continue to preview the game at length. We've got some rushing props that we're going to look at in a little bit. Also this hour, Comedian and actor Frank Caliendo is going to join us on the set. Cannot wait to hear what his maybe 49ers pump up speech would be, but it's Charles Barkley and not Frank Caliendo. <laughs> we'll see where we go there. Um, but there is a lot of other news and notes that's still coming around in the NFL that we haven't had an opportunity to touch on yet, including that the Giants have landed their new defensive coordinator with Wink Martindale no longer there. Shane Bowen, former Tennessee Titans DC, will step into that role. Yeah, well, it's going to be an interesting hire there because the Tennessee Titans last year defensively tried to, they couldn't really put pressure on they had a hard time stopping the run their back end was really poor they couldn't cover anybody they applied tried to play a lot of cover seven quarter quarters quarters coverage whereas Martindale was blitzing and attacking the pocket so it's going to be a shift we'll see how this all works out right I think to me this is a big year for Brian Dayball and the Giants I mean Mike Kafka tried to get the Seattle offensive coordinator job they blocked him from going so this is going to be a big year for the New York football Giants can Daniel Jones come to become the player that the Giants think he is 
not the player that I think he is. And so they're going to have to win next year. I think, you know, that playoff run that they made year one kind of went away with the way the season went in year two. They made a lot of coaching changes mm. on that staff. You know, what's funny about you bringing up Daniel Jones to me. Um, I was talking to my brother about this yesterday, like all the talk about Brock Purdy and how it feels like he's being judged for a career that's like six years long that he just hasn't had yet and you just expect him to be something else i feel like there's a similarity like they think of him like daniel jones where he had one good year and then all the rest of the sample size has been bad even though with brock purdy all we've seen is positive things they judge him as if he's daniel jones but daniel jones never has thrown for over seven yards per attempt in his his career and and purdy had 9.6 in the Uh, regular season like there's not even a comparison between the two players like one guy is deadly accurate with the football now Daniel Jones has made some plays and run around. Daniel Jones's best game was his rookie year when he played against Tampa down there. That's one of his finest games. And so, look, the Giants have all the faith in the world in Daniel Jones. That's their whole thing. They believe in him. They're front off. They paid him this contract. And when I said it at the time on the podcast and when I was out here with you doing shows, I said the problem their team's going to run into is they've got the disease of me. Everybody's going to want to get paid and nobody's going to want to understand why why Daniel Jones got the bite of the apple first and no one else did. And then what has come out? All the players are complaining that Daniel Jones got mm-hmm. the bite of the apple when they didn't. So to me, you have to be really careful who you pay. Yep. And they chose to pay him. Yeah, the $40 million man. Meanwhile, um, another offseason where we're trying to figure out what's going to happen with Saquon Barkley after everything that happened last year. Yeah, and I can't buy... You know that the that the you know the rumor out there that the Jim Harbaugh is going to want to have a Saquon Barkley. You know, I, I, first of all, that they have cap issues in, at the already. Chargers. Yeah, they already do. So that them spending money on a running back doesn't make a lot of sense. I think would Jim Harbaugh draft a running back? Oh, there's no question he would. But to me, to pay for a running back, I don't think so. And so that running back market. You know, we listened to all those tears this past off season. Oh, we're not getting paid. We're not getting paid. Well, Pacheco's a seventh rounder, yeah. right? He beats out Edward Solaire. You know, I mean, Eckler did not have the same year that he had this year. You know, it's just fact. I mean, Tony Pollard is going to be a free agent. There's no way Dallas is going to franchise him again. He didn't have the same year. So I, I think all this crying and all this tears that the national media allowed the running back committee to play on it doesn't change the landscape of the NFL. Nobody's going to buy for running backs. Nobody wants to. Even though Le'Veon Bell's making a comeback. I mean, think about it. Like, get out of here with that. But yeah, uh, and to tie everything back to the Super Bowl once again, how cool is it that two of the most important pieces of this game are seventh round picks and Isaiah Pacheco and Brock Purdy? Uh, just awesome storylines, I think, in this one. Um, also, we saw former Patriots OC and newly hired Ohio State offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien, according to Rich Thompson of the Boston Herald, is the front runner for the Boston College head coaching job with a potential announcement as early as Wednesday. He's reporting that the contract talks are already down to the minor details details and that the program would make a significant financial commitment to him and like he just got hired as offensive coordinator at Ohio State January 19th yeah and he's still get I I believe he's still getting paid by the Houston Texans you know and so you know he left Alabama to come to New England no I'm sorry he's still getting paid by the Patriots so he has more years on his contract with the Patriots than he does and so he's going to go back in there look he's a Boston guy you know and Boston College Mm -hmm. either needs to step up 
and really try to compete in football in the ACC or they need to stand down. I mean, they got a choice. And I think Jeff Halfley leaving that job to go to pro football was mm-hmm. a cold dose of reality for the program. Like you don't usually leave a head coaching job for the pros if you have a really good head coaching job, right? And so they're going to have to get involved with NIL. Look, it's a great school, and it's a beautiful campus, and it has a great stadium, but they just haven't been able to turn that corner in terms of really making the commitment they Mm -hmm. need to make. And if O'Brien goes there, look, he was successful at Penn State. He did win there in college, so you can't dismiss that as a possible, as him being able to. Plus, he's a hometown guy. Yeah, Family still lives there. It's either now or never, And and I think that's going to be interesting to see what they do. I think of it more like if he goes there, then what happens with Ohio State? Because for as big as as good as the win percentage is for Ryan Day, this is a very important year, I feel like, for yeah. him in the program and the transition, the way that the Big Ten is expanding. Um, like this is a huge year for him. And now you're going to be put in a situation where you thought that you had your guy at offensive coordinator. And now you got to start over. Well, I mean, look, Ryan Day's still going to run the offense, right? So he's still going to run that offense. And I think to me, when you look at the payroll at Ohio State, they may compete with some of the teams in the NFL in terms of the money that they're going to invest in that program. Mm-hmm. It, the, it, it is... Ohio State raised the bar. They doubled down. This is they're not going to settle for a 10 and two year. They're going to settle for either we're in the national championship game or we're going to find ourselves another coach. That's that program is serious and they put serious money into this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're Ryan Day, you kind of hired Bill O'Brien to help you kind of navigate the tough landscape that lies ahead. He's going to have to figure that out. Yeah, no question. Now, though, with Jim Harbaugh out of the Big Ten, maybe Ryan Day's feeling a little bit better from that standpoint. But you've got some new teams from the Pac-12 and things continuing to grow and the landscape of college football changing it feels like on an everyday basis we're gonna hit the first break here of our two but when we come back diving into super bowl 58 rushing props we know that michael likes cmc in the receiving game what about this rushing number we'll be right back at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line, live from Media Row for Super Bowl 58 on VSEN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Network Super Week rolls on live from Media Row. This is the Lombardi Line. This segment brought to you by Bayer Aspirin, the official sponsor of fans' hearts. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bonantoni with you. And we we were just talking before we hit the break about Bill O'Brien and how he might potentially Mm -hmm. take the Boston College head coaching job. And it got me thinking, especially because we are in the city of Las Vegas, you know who this type of thing happens to where you get a job and then you leave within a couple of weeks? I feel like that happens to UNLV all the time. Like you think about even two years ago, Bobby Petrino it was takes here the for this list last year. He just left and went to Texas A&M. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, I mean, that's kind of the way they've set up college football now is because there's certain jobs that can't reach the level that these other jobs can. There's the have and the have nots. And so coaches are going to be like players. They're going to be on the same trajectory. If they get another job with more money, with a better chance to win, they're going to take advantage of it. And I think Barry Diller, Barry Odom's done a tremendous job yeah. here at UNLV. He really has. And he's going to have to continue down that path. But one of the things you'll do at these kind of programs is you have to train coaches you because you're constantly going to lose coaches so you can't sit back there and say we're going to hire coach y and let him run the offense or coach z and let him run the defense because that's just never going to work you're going to lose those coaches and i think you'll see some of the programs in college football that have done that you know if the head coach doesn't install the philosophy and the belief within the system then it's going to be constantly subjective to who we hire yeah so ultimately it did still work out at least in year one under very odom they had a 10 win season which um for unlv was the best season that they had had since Randall Cunningham was their quarterback, by the way. So it had been a while since I UNLV football had had success. Yeah, there you go. I think, well, I, I went to the 49ers by then, but we had Randall there and Randall yeah. did an amazing job. So, well, and I think about UNLV too, like Chris Beard, the same thing happened in basketball. He took the head coaching job for hoops. And then a couple weeks later, he goes to Texas Tech and you're just yeah. like, they just can't catch a break. Um, anyways, though, we can talk Super Bowl because yes. it is Super Bowl week. I just had Vegas on the brain as per usual. And earlier in the show, we looked at some of the different receiving prop options. I want to do the same exercise here with the running backs and rushing yards props. So bet it or regret it is kind of the theme that we're going to do here. And we're going to start with Christian McCaffrey, who has a high prop. Yeah. 89 and a half yards is where his rushing prop sits at. 18 and a half attempts. Bet the over or regret it. I think I lean more to the attempts. I really do. I'm not saying he's not going to have a big run because we know the weakness of this chief team. They're 25th EPA and against the run, even though the Baltimore Ravens decided not to run the football for some strange (laughs) reason. We don't know. There'll be a 30 for 30 documentary on that at some point. Right. We have to get into that. I kind of believe that, you know, Kyle's going to have a plan for this. And and I really think McCaffrey is going to look when you're playing in the biggest game. You don't want to lose the game saying I should have got the ball more to my best players, right? You want to say when you go home and you lose the game, you want to say they, A, were better than we were or B, you know, their best was better than our best. Mm -hmm. And I think Kyle's smart enough to know that. 
And he was, of course, the NFL's rushing leader this year. He, 1,459 yards in the regular season. He scored a touchdown in all six playoff games he's played. He's obviously had two rushing touchdowns each of the last two games. And you also liked his over in the receiving yards like prop the receiving when we did that more, earlier. Even though that number's coming down, I just think to me where he gains, where, you see, the one thing I think about McCaffrey that no one really understands, if McCaffrey is the lead runner, if he's your offense like he was in Carolina, you're not going to be good enough. He's like that luxury piece that adds and, and, and infuses everyone else's game. So it's like he can get free because of all of the other things. Right. That are but if, if you you just can't go in the game like they had in Carolina where we're going to feature, we're going to give the ball to Christian because they can take him out of the game. But his multiplicity of positions allows him to be so effective. Mm -hmm. He can be a slot receiver. He can be a runner from the backfield. He can run routes like an outside receiver. And it just complements it. So he really enhances this offensive and the players around them enhance his game. This is not, I'm not trying to dispel his greatness because he's a great player. But when he is the focal point of your offense and he's not the, and he's the main guy, it's a different offense. When he's a luxury item in the yeah. offense, all of a sudden he looks like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's why he's the perfect fit here. You know, it's, 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 it's it, it adds the value to what they do. It's like Debo. People talk about Debo, and we'll get to his rushing attempts here in a second, but Debo is an outstanding inside receiver with motion and all. If Debo has to play X or Z outside all the time, that's not his game. Mm -hmm. And so his game is inside. Why is Kyle so effective with him? Because he throws the ball inside the numbers. It fits. This is really when you know you're a good team is when the style of the player matches the style of the offense or the defense. Before we move off CMC too much, I do want to remind people that every day this week, there is going to be a DraftKings boost coming out for a different Super Bowl bet on Gojo and Golik. It's going to be released at 5 p.m. Eastern. It's called the Happy Hour Super Boost. Yesterday, you it was... Happy hour. It there you go. Who doesn't? Yeah. And, and we're in Vegas. If I was born in this city, what yeah. do you expect from me? <laughs> um, but yesterday's super boost was Christian McCaffrey to have 30 plus yards in both the first half and the second half. It went from, I believe it was like a minus 140 proposition that she ended up getting plus 130. So there's going to be different things like that every single day on Gojo and Golik, released again at five o'clock Eastern every single day. So make sure you continue to check that out and take advantage of some of those great options. CMC, by the way, as well as pertains to the rushing yards number 98 against green bay 90 against the lions and he's at 93 plus in eight of the last 10 games overall including four that went over over 100 but oh, let's go to debo he's got 14 and a half um, is his rushing yards number he had seven yards against the lions none versus green bay but of course he only played nine snaps in that one and and we remember all too well when they tried to line up juan jennings as debo to run the ball yeah, with that <laughs> miscommunication that didn't but, go great you know but that that's where you because they move pieces around on the chessboard, like Kyle does, yeah. and because Spagnola wants to blitz certain guys, it forces him to have to change how he really wants to set it up, you know? And so if I'm blitzing and I've got Debo and, and I'm not the blitzer and Debo's in the backfield, and then how do I adjust that? What do I do? By just moving them back there in the backfield. Look, this is the all-time leader in kickoff returns in high school at South Carolina. And this is a guy who is just really deadly with the football in his hands. He can break tackles. He gets yards after the catch. He turns a five-yard pass into a 50-yard gain. He runs angry. You know, some of the runs he made against Detroit, where Detroit was poorly tackling in the open field, and he made those plays. I, I don't know how you cannot go over his total in terms of the rushing prop. 
because mm. I do think it's going to be. If you take Debo and swap him out with McCaffrey and just switch him, Debo in the backfield, McCaffrey in the slot, and now Spagnola's going to have to adjust what he wants to do. You know, he's just going to be, well, I'm going to take the guy who's covering Debo and put him on, on, on CMC, and I'm just going to leave the other way. And that's a different matchup because when you have Debo – in the slot, you got to cover them, right? You have to say who can cover them. But the bigger question is who can tackle them? Mm. You know, who yeah, can tackle them? He's slippery. He's slippery. And so everybody wor- worries about who's going to tackle them. But who's going to co- who, cover them? But who's going to tackle them? Yeah. Who gets them on the ground? You can't have a little corner try to tackle them. How about the, the quarterbacks? Would you rather... Brock Purdy over 12 and a half rushing yards or Patrick Mahomes over 25 and a half. I think Mahomes will run the football more. I think he'll take off. He extends plays. He always does. Uh, you know, and, and he doesn't mind doing it. I think both are really good plays. Okay. I lean, I would lean Mahomes, but I think what Spagnola's worried about, and I'm sure he's coaching his players up on it specifically this week, is we got to keep, we got to control him in the pocket. Like this isn't Jared Goff who's going to stay back there and move side to side. This is a kid who's going to take off, and he's got great pocket presence to him. He'll run with it if he has to run with it. Yeah, Spags talked about it in his media availability this week, how athletic Brock Purdy truly is, and it's gone a little bit under the radar and obviously used his legs very well in this past game. Um, I liked actually the three and a half rushing attempts for Purdy because it was a plus 130 option. He's had five and six carries in each of the playoff games here so far, and I could easily see him getting four in this spot. Yeah. What about Isaiah Pacheco? Everybody talks about this being the Pacheco game for Casey. It's got to be. Look, the attempts at 15 and a half, he's averaged 21 attempts in these three playoff games. So that seems like that's an enticing number. You got to believe they're going to try. I mean, look, here's what I will say for all the conversation at Mahomes. And we saw we heard what Christopher Russo talked about. This game is going to come down to the style of play, which has gotten Kansas City here, which is run the football, which is balanced. Keep their offensive line, play from in front. And this Pacheco kid has been outstanding. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's times when I'm watching the tape. I feel like he's back. To, it's Tyreek Hill's return and he's dynamic. He's very good in the passing game, and he runs angry. I mean, this is a kid who runs angry, and you need that. And I, I, I think I said this not on our program, but when we joined Gojo and Golik later on in the afternoon, I love a rushing prop on Isaiah Pacheco for him specifically to have a rushing touchdown. Yeah. His anytime touchdown is around a minus 125, minus 130 pl- price, but you can get plus 115 on him specifically to have a rushing touchdown. He's had one in four straight playoff games in the – eight game, uh, excuse me, seven games that he's had this crazy touchdown streak of scoring eight touchdowns in seven games. Seven of them have been on the ground. Yeah. So and I feel like it's very reasonable. Add another layer to it. The Niners gave up 10 touchdowns all year on the ground. They've given up five in the playoffs. Yep. They're Throw rubber, it in there. Their short yardage run defense in the goal line has been very, very soft. And we love that plus money honey. Now, I hope that it's only <laughs> one, and I hope that that's the only touchdown that the 49ers allow all day. Yes. But neither I, I love how there. you can have two contrasting ideas in your brain perfectly working. I love that. Sometimes. Who said that, too? There was a girl. Oh, Scott Fitzgerald said that. That's right. This is the Lombardi Line, live from Media Row for Super Bowl 58 on VSEN, the sports betting network. Back here on the Lombardi 
Lombardi Line, live from Media Row in Las Vegas. This segment presented by 1-800-Flowers.com. DraftKings official flowers for Valentine's. Although I do think this group of flowers, as beautiful as they are, is giving off a little too much Kansas City Chiefs energy. I need the gold to be more prominent for the Niners. Uh, welcome back to our desk. You see, we have an awesome guest here. Frank Caliendo, comedian, actor, impressionist extraordinaire. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, great to be here. Uh, Tremendous. Did you bring everybody with you? Oh, yeah, it's always. <laughs> Everybody's, the, the Rolodex is ready to go. Yeah, you're ready to fire away. The magic. Every time he ever texts me, is I, I send him something or he sends, thanks, John. I love <laughs> yeah. that. He gives me the old school uh, Pat Summerall. Yeah, I love I could, it. I could even bring up Pat Summerall to 90% of people. Right? Oh, football fans, I could. Right. But like. You don't think nobody knows Pat Summerall outside not, the football world? Not if they stopped playing uh, Madden. I about, guess you're you right. Know, the, he wasn't even in the Madden video game, oh, I think. Oh, that's it. Shows you how old I am. That's horrible. Madden 80, 95, Madden 92, yeah. to the 20, <laughs> to the 25. There's a flag on the play. I, I know that they don't know he was a kicker in the league and he played in the NFL. I get that, but the voice is just so magnetic. Well, could you even do that in, I don't think the broadcaster would be allowed to talk as little in the way Pat Summerall did with yeah. just phrases. Like somebody going down the field they're going to want you to describe a lot more. They're paying you a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Not that those guys weren't getting paid, but to the 20, to the 25, <laughs> touchdown. Like, it's so understated. Calm. Like, so calm. Yeah, it's like no, nothing. I mean, it makes Nance seem like he's yeah. over the top. Right. Yeah, right. But, so you got Barkley's got his own show. He's got the TNT. Is he giving you a lot more material? I haven't seen much of it yet. So the the, uh, the Gail King show with him? No, uh, I've got to watch more. But it's kind of like life limitating, imitating art because one of my bits was that Charles Barkley is the guy I love because – He's always honest, yeah. and he gives you what, even if stuff you, you don't want to hear in the news. And now he's got that show with Gail King, and yeah. it does seem perfect. I'm going to tell you exactly what I think about is going on, <laughs> and it's crazy. <laughs> like he, at least he does. Uh, I do. I have seen a couple of clips. I haven't watched the show particularly yet, but. Uh, at least he does more research on the topics than he does before uh, the NCAA basketball tournament. <laughs> yeah, when he's true. like, "Look over there, there's what, number number twenty five <laughs> with the with the white shoes and the red stripes." No, you you got to know who the guy is. Yes. Yes. not really, because nobody else does. So it is interesting that you mentioned like talking about sports people specifically, because we know you and you're so well known for all of the sports impressions that you do. But you talk to a wider audience as well. Is it tough to balance like getting other celebrities in addition to sports personalities or how does that work for you uh, in in terms of the sh you know doing my act a mm -hmm. show or something i try to make it much broader now now i do this all the, the sports stuff while i'm here but in terms of a show I, i've even talked to comedy clubs about that recently where they're showing old clips of john madden to sell tickets for me and i'm like people don't know that stuff like right, and yeah. the people who do know already know that i'm coming here right so you got to show them that there's some different stuff um so yeah, it's a it's a fine line, I, and I do the Madden stuff, and I do the the Madden stuff here at the Super Bowl because he's <laughs> boom. I mean, yeah. it's the right place. <laughs> so, uh, and the yeah, the other question people ask me a lot about is like, am I working on any of the other broadcasters? Here's the thing: I a little bit yes and no, but the Romo, which I've talked to you about yeah. before, yeah. I've just turned Tony Romo into revving up a car. That's yeah. all it is. Like oh, Jim, 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 we go, Jim. Oh, it's so, so good. He's got a good life for doing that, right? I, I mean, it's kind of amazing because he went he went from being Nostradamus 
to not knowing anything. Yeah. Well, was, like, I mean, it has it, been a flip. Like, he was, he's like, oh, their trip's right. They're going to make it. There's going to be a slant to the left where they're not even looking. The defense isn't ready for that. They're playing partial zone on that side. Here we go, Jim. And now it's like, what's he going to do, Jim? That's yeah. exactly what's going to happen. Let's go to Jay Feely. Like, and then Jay Feely's like, I'm a kicker. He's like, oh, it's so good, Jim. Don't aim. So, the energy. Like, but what I love about Romo is the honesty. He's another one, the honesty and the the. Uh, the uh, he's a kid in a candy store, right? When I watch him or listen to him, I just love. Oh, Jim! It's like he's got sweet tarts over here and Three Musketeers right there. there there's Juji Fruits, and it doesn't get any better than this. Have you ever done Jim to Jim, or do you have any stories where you've done the impression in front of the person? Uh, yeah, there's some of those, but uh, actually, Mike it was the one who got Jim Nance to call me. So Jim Nance left me a message, <laughs> and it was Frankie, which I wish you had said, uh, hello, Frank, Jim Nance. <laughs> hello, Frank. Hello, Frank. Um, and we talked a little bit about it because they've actually done the bit a little bit. It's weird in sports because sometimes people are put on pedestals their entire lives, especially the former coaches yeah. that become uh, announcers or analysts or whatever. It, they have... They, it's a harder time. It's a, if you're in the club, it's easier for a, uh, a former coach or somebody. If you played football, they're willing to let you play more with it. I got more known for that kind of stuff, so I think I got a little bit more leeway. But it's, it's an odd thing when, um, when you're doing a voice of somebody or you know, breaking stuff. I think sometimes people get worried it's going to cost them money. I've heard that. They're like, mm -hmm. if you do this, it's not going to put me on, you know, it's going to make people make fun. No, it makes it easier for Madison Avenue and the advertisers right, yeah. to write for you. And now... The, you can get more commercials mm -hmm. from it. Like Barkley's always said, Frank, keep doing me. Yeah. Because every time <laughs> you do it, I make more money. I, I mean, it's true. It's. I think it's good. How long does it take you to perfect? Like you got the election coming up, right? So this is going to be big for you. So you got a lot of characters out there. A lot of voices in your head. A I lot imagine. of voices in your head. How long does it take you to go from, I got to do that person, him or her, to I got it? Uh, well, I mean, Pat, most of the time it's a work in progress and you got to put it out there before it's ready sometimes. Yeah. So I think that's almost like if you're going to make the sports analogy, I think it's almost like making reads and trying to figure out what's going to be enough of a, to sell it right, to, to, right. Make the, to make the point. Um, there, I don't know. I, I listened to old John Madden when people thought I was doing John Madden. Hey, folks, John Madden. I was like, what is that? And people yeah. thought it was great. So I, I, I don't know. There's a... If, if people laugh, then it's good enough. It doesn't have to be dead on. It can just be something that works and makes you think of the person. Yeah. But then now with social media, people will complain that it's, you know, they'll be that. Well, they complain about anything on social yeah. media, True. so you can't do that. But you like the mannerisms that you, as Stormy mentioned this too, is it's not just the voice. It's the way you move and the way you deliver it is so perfect. Yeah. Well, I think that adds to it. I always say that the mouth tells you how they talk and the eyes tell you how they think. So if you're doing the impression of a person, like when I do the Tony Romo, I'm just thinking that smile he's got that smile on his face <laughs> and he's talking out on one side there it is oh so so good um so i think about that i kind of picture the person and un that's what i what i see and i kind of believe that i'm that person putting that out there and then you can kind of think more in their their way of thinking but some people that you know there's just voices i can't figure out and there's lots of them and you just find a little clip or i was talking to somebody a 
uh, talking about Peyton Manning, which I can't do a Peyton Manning, but I can find a word. Mm-hmm. Weird, weird, yeah. weird. Yeah. He's got that that one. Hey, Eli, that's kind of weird. <laughs> See how that? Yeah. But that's, that's all. Great. It's like, yeah, weird. You kind of get into it in the Three syllables. Right. That, uh, weird is one syllable, except if you're Peyton Manning. It's weird. <laughs> Eli, that's kind of weird. I personally love the Pacino. And so I was wondering if you could get into that and give my 49ers a little bit of a pregame speech, oh, potentially. Oh, we got to fight for every inch. <laughs> Of every foot, of every yard, of every, I don't know what comes next in the Kings. <laughs> With the but there's, system. there's so many variations of Pacino. Like True. when I see him now, like it, it's, he's not Michael Corleone. Like I don't even know where that came that was from. The, you know, it was way up, way up Friday afternoon. He was way up here. There you go. That's, that, that's it. And then he became a Southern general. Yeah, uh, that's how right. Are we? How we do yes. that? Yeah. The whole U.S. Army retired, frankly. <laughs> there Come it on. is. Do you have a favorite voice? Uh, I feel like that's got to be hard because you have so many that you can do. Uh, I mean, they're when they're inter- they're newer, they're more interesting. I mean, that's the that's the thing for me. Um, I like the I have more fun with the comparison of voices. I don't know if I've done that for you before, but the the Kermit the Frog is the it, there's Muppets, and you, because Muppets aren't the actual voice, they're they're constructed like a cartoon character. Kermit the Frog, hi ho, Kermit the Frog here, right? You got yeah. that voice, yeah. and then Fozzie Bear is ah waka waka waka. So. That's also a bird, Ernie. No, those two yeah. voices. Those two combined to get you with a Texas accent, Patrick Mahomes. That's what I was going to so, ask. Yeah, man, I was so like, Kermit so I mean, is kind of. That, that, well, it's actually in between kind of the two. And when you think about those kind of things that, you know, we're doing everything we can to get out there and uh, <laughs> just do what we can. And Coach Reed said we're going to make our way through it. And I, I just I, I just think, I just hope we uh, do our best. You know, and a couple of distractions, we'll figure out a way. So, Patrick, are, are you guys going to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, we, I, you know, I, I don't, we, we, we're just going out there and play the best. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get letters. <laughs> How about Jack Nicholson? Do you still get any requests for him? Uh, just from you, sir. Uh, I was going to say, I'm that's, that old. I'm just, well, here's the thing. If it's, I, that's a that's an interesting one. Somebody because I did a a whole morphing, and then Patrick Mahomes in here, and then and if you go down, that becomes the John C. Riley. Did you touch my drum set? That kind of thing. Yeah. Put some air in it. It's Mark Ruffalo. I see this as an absolute win. Uh, I had no idea he's even going to do that. And then if you bring it down, it becomes Paul Giamatti. Yeah. I believe that is <laughs> one of the craziest things I've ever heard in my entire life. Now, when I do Paul Giamatti, this comes back to what you were saying. People think it's Jack Nicholson, and I have to disagree. Yeah. It's slightly different, but somewhat similar. Dang. If you want more of this awesome stuff, by the way, make sure this Saturday you head out to Phoenix Desert Ridge Improv. And can we get maybe a score prediction for you? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Am I running out of time? Uh, uh, You have 11 seconds. Go, go. 20 nothing. No. uh, uh, 27, 24 Niners. Yes. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line, live from Media Row for Super Bowl 58 on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to the Lombardi Line. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bonantoni with you. This segment presented by DiGiorno. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno DraftKings Super Week rolling along here as we continue to be live from Media Row at Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. And I don't know how we're supposed to follow up yeah, I don't know either. the segment we just had with Frank Caliendo. It makes me laugh every time. When I was a kid growing up, there used to be a show called Copycats. It was on TV. It, it had all these in person there. Rich Little, Frank Gorshin, all these people don't remember. But they were it, just to make me laugh and the ability for him to go from Jack Nicholson to Paul Giamatta yeah. is, and I thought his Giamatta was incredible. I mean, you know, and I've watched billions and I've seen, you know, what's that movie, the wine movie where, uh, what was it where he was in the wine movie? I forget that. I don't uh, think I know. You never saw that one. That was a good one too. But, uh, Anyway, uh, you know, he, he's just an incredibly talented. Sideways. There, thank you, Stephanie. Oh, well done. Producer Steph Thank you, Clutch. Stephanie. Sideways. Yeah, it was a good movie, right, Steph? So I just wish that, and I regret not asking him this, but like, how do you go from realizing this is a fun party trick with your friends and that you can imitate so-and-so to like, no, I'm really, really good at this and making a career in life out of yeah, it. Cause it's been impressive. You know, he's, he's, he's kind of just came to me. He grew up in Wisconsin. He's a Packer fan. And so he kind of, started his career that way and then he's kind of done it and I think he's also expanded out as you know because he can act and he does mm-hmm. a lot of other things too this has kind of been his bread and butter for his career but I'm glad he came up here from yeah. Phoenix he lives down there and he's got the show this weekend which I urge everybody to go see because his shows are really funny I mean yeah. they're really funny and he's a, he's such a talented man Desert Ridge Improv out there in Phoenix again make sure you check that out and again if you missed the segment anything with Frank Caliendo or we had Chris Mad Dog Russo on the, the two of them arguing was fantastic uh, this show is, as always is available in podcast form as well. You and Femi put out a new edition of GM Shuffle yeah, yesterday from yesterday. out here. Uh, Thursday, there will be another new one coming up. So yeah. good stuff. By the way, Frank's final score prediction, the same as mine, 27-24 49ers. I know. You know, it's interesting. I'm seeing a lot of people picking the 49ers. Which is weird. And nobody is, nobody's betting the 49ers other than the the Sharps are. Obviously, the professional people who have power rated the mm-hmm. game are betting the 49ers. And that number has ticked from 
one and a half up to two and a half in some shops. It's two in, in DraftKings right now. But for the most part, it's kind of jockeyed. It went to one and a half. We, I don't think we'll see that again. And it went to three, which we never saw, but some people did. That <laughs> was amazing. People. Anyway, uh, anyway, I, I think to me, what's next will be uh, what's what's next will be is that late movement that we're going to see somewhere. And when we do the show Saturday or Sunday, what is that movement going to be? Is it going to be towards the Niners where it does get to three or will it be back to the Chiefs where it does go to one and a half? Because I don't think. I don't think it's going to just stay here at two. I think there's going to be some late push come in. Looking at our VEASAN.com betting splits page, where things sit right now, the Kansas City Chiefs getting 64% of the handle, 68% of bets in terms of the money line, 67% of handle, and nearly 80% of the bets, total tickets coming in on this game on the straight-up winner is with Kansas City at this point. The money line price on San Francisco just minus 125. If, if I know you're, you're, you're not betting this game, right. but if you were, would you prefer since you like San Francisco to lay the two or just bet a money line and not risk this landing on a one or two. Well, I think the money line's feasible. It's a better, yeah, it's, it's a good, good price. Number. It's a good price for you. you. Almost. If you do like San Francisco, you should play the money line. And I think to me, when you look at the money line breakdown, they're not getting a lot of money on the money line either. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, th- I think you have to kind of consider that as look at the handle here. You know, 36, 32% of the bets are on the on the 49ers and 36% of the handle. Crazy. You know, and that's on the line. I think if we dig deeper and go into the betting market, it's fairly similar. And the money line, I think it's still 32. But there we go on the on the bet and the handle. The money line, look at it, 23% and 36. So I, I, I got to believe that obviously you're going to get a better price for the Chiefs because they're the dog. But to me, I'm surprised that because the price is so tight, you wouldn't go in that direction. Yeah, and I feel like if, if you're if you're a Chiefs backer, you take the points, but if you're a 49ers backer, maybe you just feel a little bit comfortable paying a slightly larger tax at minus 125 than having to mess around with a minus two in this spot. That That's the way I think I would play it, although I'm in a little bit of a different position because being a 49ers fan, you know, for all my teams, like the last handful of years, you just bet that preseason future yep. on the team that you root for. So I've, I've got a futures ticket on San Francisco you and do. I've got my SGT I know for the game. Your- so will that's you, what I'm really will, sweating. I know you don't want to jinx yourself, but will you give yourself a chance to make money on your, because you've had your money tied up on the future ticket yeah, for a long time. I'm riding it out. If, oh, you Because you bet on your team but for the just, hope that they win. But let's just, let's just talk to the audience about this. Let's say it wasn't your team. Let's say you, you had it on another team that you, your heart wasn't in. What would you do now to make sure you're guaranteed a profit? I still think that that would be a unique position too, because it depends on where you sit on the game, right? right. Like, for for most people saying that like they they love the Kansas City Chiefs right now in the current form and X Y Z, then maybe you would just you've already got a bet on the 49ers. Of why not bet the Chiefs at a plus two or a plus two and a half, whatever number you can yeah. get, because they're the underdog anyways. Right. So I think that would make a ton of sense, but I just see no need to do that right now. I'm riding out do. my ticket, I know and I, I know you do. I, I love my team. I know you hoping do. for I, the best. I know you're letting your heart get in the way, but I think to me there is ways that you want to make sure you guaranteed yourself some money. And, and I think that's something about what people don't understand about the betting market. I think they, you have, there is conditions that we can meet where you're guaranteed a profit. Mm-hmm. And I think that you obviously have had this card, you've invested in this in July or maybe you even did it earlier, you know? And so you've, they've had your money for a long time. Can I get money back? Yeah. And I think there's a way to do it. I um, see. And 
It's what's funny about this all too was last year my San Diego State bet for the national championship. Yeah. I didn't do it in the preseason. I did it later on in the year, so I didn't get that great of a number. And then I was like, oh, they're not going to get past the Sweet 16. So I was monetizing it, and then they make the freaking <laughs> national championship. And so now I've just learned that lesson the hard way that I'm just going to stick with my team and have fun with it and ride it for as long as yeah, you can. I mean, I could see both sides, but I think to sure. me, if you're going to be down this betting world, that's why I think it's so important to buy the guide. It's Absolutely. so important to kind of get yourself vested because, you know, for me, I handicap games. I break down football teams. But that that world that we were just talking about, how to maximize the profit is really where I think our network can really help, because I think there's so many people that like the Matt Humans and the Gil Alexanders and the people that have done this all their lives. You know, Mitch and Polly, they kind of have a way of of understanding the other avenues mm -hmm. to guarantee yourself a profit. I did have a question for you about the second half of this game in particular, because normally throughout the regular season, we don't see a lot of those second half options that are pre-flop available. Um, but because it's Super Bowl, you can bet pretty much anything they are. And we've talked so much about the Kansas City Chiefs second half unders, 18 and two to the under yeah. in the second half, 19 and one to the under in the fourth quarter. They've been much more of a first half team than a second half team. Do you think the number's 23 and a half? And I feel like that's pretty dang on the nose because right. typically we see that 24. Right. 24 and a half. I think to me, this is a game about two halves, right? So I think Steve Wilkes has got to come out with something different and to start the game. He cannot allow this chief team, which has scored on opening drives in every playoff mm -hmm. game, field goal or touchdown, and they've been very good in the first quarter. They, he can't allow that. But also, he can't allow what happened to them in 2019, where Mahomes got, gained 242 yards in the second half against their defense and scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and they went from having a 10-point lead to losing by 10. I was hoping we weren't going to have to talk about I that. I know, <sighs> but we, I think to me, this is a game that needs two plans. You need two strategies. We need an initial strategy. And then we know Reed is going to adjust to the second strategy. What's that's what are what is our second strategy going to be? There, you know, it's the great scene in the Super Bowl when Belichick is playing against the Rams, and he goes over to Brian Flores and Brendan Daly, who's now the linebacker coach of the, of the Chiefs, and he goes over to them and says, "Look, fellas, there's about ten more plays left in this game. Let's go over over every single call and make sure we have every call down." Like that is the strategy that needs to happen if you are the 49ers and you've got the lead, how are we going to change it? Because if once Andy Reid gets a read on you, all of a sudden it becomes a little bit of a different game. Do you think if the Chiefs have a lead at halftime that this is one where the 49ers can't come back? No, I don't. I think to me it just changes. One thing about Kyle, he's not going to change what he does until it becomes a drop-back pass game, until he has to. And that's what made the Dan Campbell decision to kick, not kick because if he goes up 17, it's a three-score game with 22 minutes left to go. And Kyle has to now look at his play sheet and say, okay, I got to throw the ball. I got to drop back pass here. Nobody's going to honor all my play action stuff. I think that's where that's where, that's where where just looking at numbers can lead you down the wrong yeah. road. You've got to play the play sheet and what the game is and what the style of team is. Again, if San Francisco wins... They have to force this chief team to play outside their comfort zone, which is their style, which has been why they're 4-0 over the last four games that they've played. So 
how you would, when you force a team to play outside their style, mm -hmm. you become the better team. 49ers all season long were much better when they had success playing from a lead and just maintaining it versus what they've had to do in the playoffs, a comeback win against Green Bay, and then a 17-point deficit against the Detroit Lions in the NFC Championship. They ultimately rally back. There is a bet out there that's Chiefs to win the first half, 49ers to win the game, plus 650. Oh, you're tempted. And I you? unfortunately... I, I want to bet it pretty bad. I know you are. I know you but are. But I also don't know if I want to reinvest in something that I'm already sweating out as much to, as you're possible. You're going to have to tell Chris not to let you do that. <laughs> Chris, take the app away. Take yeah. the phone away. That's it for us today out here at Meteor Row. But we'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. Thanks for hanging out with us. Good luck with your bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.